0: Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit
1: www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young.
0: The Spine Biomechanics Lab at Texas Back Institute is the subject for this issue of Spine Talk. Hi, I'm Art Young, and joining us this time is Dr. Scott Kutz, a neurosurgeon at Texas Back Institute. Welcome, Dr. Kutz.
1: Thank you very much, Art.
0: Glad, glad to have you here. The, the spine uh, biomechanics lab is helping patients understand exactly how spine conditions affect their movement and, and muscle activity, and it, it kind of quantifies how much improvement they made following spine surgery and other treatments. So why is this important to a patient and, and for the long-term research?
1: Well, from a patient perspective, I think sometimes it can be difficult to uh, truly appreciate all of the benefits that are achieved from an operative intervention. Uh, Sometimes there are other factors that come into play, such as uh, other conditions, uh, ongoing pain that can potentially uh, obscure a patient's uh, subjective view of what's happened with surgery and may sometimes believe a surgery could potentially be a failure, where if we have some objective measures to show that, in fact, an operative intervention uh, was successful in improving a patient's gait, I think that that's reassuring to patients to know that uh, all the uh, trouble and pain and expense that they've gone through with the surgery was, in fact, beneficial to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, from From a research perspective, it's very useful because it allows us to understand as physicians what we're truly accomplishing with surgery. Uh, it, it, we, we don't want to just have to rely on, again, subjective reporting from patients. Uh, it's certainly wonderful to have a patient come back to us after a surgery and report that the surgery was very helpful to them and satisfying, um, but we also like to know that there are some objective ways To show that in fact what we've done has done some good. Uh, I'd say just as often or maybe more often even than uh, situations where patients uh, tend to inflate the negatives of surgery, I think there there are situations where patients tend to inflate the positives of surgery out of wishful thinking and, and not wanting to hurt their surgeon's feelings because they know we want what's best for them too. And so uh, having a, a an objective means for us to determine what what is helping and what isn't, I think, is is very useful, and not just for our practice here at the Texas Back Institute, but that that research uh, can be uh, carried over into publication, so that we can share that with the world and let everyone know what our our experience is, uh, good and bad, with certain interventions for certain uh, spinal conditions.
0: So walk us through the process, Dr. Kutz. You have to establish a baseline before surgery, then you review the progress after surgery. So how does this process work for the patient?
1: Well, Art, that's uh, exactly correct. So what we will do is we will identify an appropriate candidate to enter the GATE lab. We'll uh, make their diagnosis clinically and based on radiographic imaging, and once we've identified the appropriate candidates, we'll refer them to the gait lab who will then contact a patient and schedule an appointment for them to come in to have a gait assessment performed. Uh, Dr. Hadas will typically uh, take the uh, patient from there and uh, run them through the, uh, the, the steps, hook them up to the monitoring devices and place them in front of the cameras and then assess their gait uh, uh, through a number of tasks and with that uh, information he can uh quantify the their the, their functionality of their gate uh into a, a a complex computer algorithm and then generate useful data that we can uh we can then uh have and then follow along postoperatively so once the patient has uh uh successfully gone through their surgery then we bring them back at uh uh, Establish time points to then reassess the gait and follow their their progress after surgery.
0: That's fascinating. We, we you, you talk a lot about gait, and and I don't know that all of us understand what that is, and uh, you know why is it important to spine health. Well, simply
1: put, your gait is how you walk. Uh, so it it uh, takes into consideration your uh for example your stride length, uh how how long your steps are or how far steps your steps are. It it uh takes into account how you uh how much pressure you apply to the floor with each foot as you walk. It detects uh if you have a a list or a lean one direction or other and uh or if you are off balance as you're walking, if your uh steps tend to be further apart or closer together and all that information is useful, and some of it is very characteristic of certain uh, spinal disorders or conditions. So uh, being able to identify that characteristic pattern uh, prior to surgery, and then seeing it improve and return to a more normal uh, type stance and gait following uh, surgery is, is, is what we're looking for.
0: Well, I'm noticing, and I'm sure you are too, because you're on the front lines, there is more and more emphasis on explaining these complicated uh, surgical uh, actions and results. Uh, there's a patient education uh, process going on. Why is this post-operative study important to the health of the TBI patient?
1: Well, again, it allows us to be able to quantify an abnormality and rather than just say you walk with, with a lean or you're, you're uh, poor balance as you're walking. We can we can actually quantify that number and show it to the patient and say, look, this is the abnormality. This is the spectrum of what, how a normal patient walks and this is how you're walking. And then after surgery we can show as the patient improves that in fact their gait is returning more to the, the normal type scenario. That's so, that's useful information, not just yeah, you know to absolutely. the patient, but also uh, in, in this day and age, uh, insurance companies and the payers, people who uh, are are, are um, funding this this these operations to be done. Uh, they want to see real results and, and improvement. and and if we can document that, then that that's going to be excellent for the, the Texas Back Institute patient and the Texas Back Institute.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, now does every TBI spine surgery patient go through this type of analysis? Uh,
1: At this point, they do not. Uh, We have chosen to focus on some uh, specific disease states initially. Uh, We're still in the infancy of this process of uh, of establishing uh, which patients can most benefit from gate research. Uh, I would suspect that over time that it will greatly expand and there may come a time where uh, all or nearly all of our patients will will spend some time at at the gait lab. Uh, Mm -hmm. But right now we're focusing on conditions uh, like uh, cervical myelopathy and um, uh, sacroiliac joint dysfunction. Uh, These are conditions that that typically have a very uh, appreciable and noticeable change in their gait. And so I think uh, for Uh, Our initial studies, they're they're good patients to start with because we can show some clearly defined changes following surgery. Uh, But I would envision over time we'll probably start using the gate lab for uh, assistance even in in diagnostic ability, so patients with certain um, lumbar radiculopathies or nerve root compressions, uh, if we have them come to the gate lab, I'd like to see us at a point where we can uh, fine-tune our our data set to a point where we can identify, for example, if a patient comes in and has a certain gait, we can identify uh, which nerve root is being compressed. And and that can help us uh, to even identify which surgery is
0: most appropriate for the patient. That is fascinating. You you, You may not be at this point yet, but is there a longitudinal aspect to this type of research where somebody around the world could benefit from your patient studies?
1: Absolutely. So we are already taking these patients uh, with cervical myelopathy and uh, sacroiliac joint dysfunction, and we're we're, uh, not only assessing them prior to surgery and then immediately after, but then we're following them out in the longer term and and collecting that that data for uh, uh, a norm, essentially. And uh, I suspect that we'll be able to share that data with uh, other spinal institutions uh, around the world and uh, compare our data with their data, and, uh, and, and which will make that information even more powerful.
0: Texas Back Institute is dedicated to innovations in spine surgery and care, and a part of that includes ongoing research, like the work going on at the Spine Biomechanics Laboratory. Dr. Scott Kutz is an important part of this research, and he's been our guest this time. For more information on Texas Back Institute, click on our website, texasback.com. For Spine Talk, I'm Art Young, and we'll talk again soon.